Welcome to Say What? A fresh look at old sayings, the podcast which explores the origins, meaning, and value of old sayings, familiar expressions, and adages. I'm Dave Ellingson, adventurer, author, educator, and seeker of wisdom. Today's episode examines a phrase that I heard just the other day, cultivate hope. While reading an article about conflict in the Middle East, in particular the struggles of Palestinian Christians, a young man who was working with impoverished children in a youth education program was asked to describe his mission. He said it was to cultivate hope. That phrase has stuck with me and prompts these reflections. First, we hear the familiar phrase in the Bible from 1 Corinthians 13, faith, hope, and love remain, but the greatest of these is love. And while I affirm this wisdom, I have to admit that while love wins and faith prompted a whole reformation, Hope has often been like the middle child in a family, which doesn't receive the same attention as her siblings. In this time of pandemic, I can think of no more important thing we all need and want than hope. As you know from previous podcasts, I am a master gardener and I love to grow stuff. This love was a gift in particular from my father, who had a very green thumb, but is also an inheritance from several generations of farmers in the Midwest who left the rocky hillsides of Norway in the 19th century to till the flat land and rich soils in Iowa and Wisconsin. So whatever wisdom I possess is a legacy for which I am most grateful. So when I heard the phrase cultivate hope, my mind like a sun warmed field in springtime began to sprout with ideas. Here are a few. The first comes from the Bible, which says in Hebrews 11, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, hope is the tiny almost invisible seed we place in the ground this time of year in hopes of a vigorous plant, a, a beautiful flower, and a sweet harvest. In an impoverished area, it is the work done in Palestine and around the world to plant seeds through education and community development, and it is watered with justice so that young lives might become productive. In this pandemic time, it is a slow and sometimes almost imperceptible flattening of the curve as we put hope into action to test, treat, and develop vaccines, create systems of prevention that slowly we hope will help heal and restore individual lives, families, institutions, our economy, our society. Hope, though often small in size, is the seed of change and growth. But the expression is not hope for the best, but cultivate hope. And cultivating is absolutely crucial 
in making hope a reality. To cultivate literally means to break up the soil before planting the seed. On a fundamental level, cultivation begins the process. And when I was a boy in my dad's garden, I loved to plant seedlings that I had started indoors when there was still snow on the ground. I would run outside on a warm spring day to plant those fragile beauties. I can still remember my father saying, Whoa, hold your horses. We didn't have any, but he learned that phrase from his farmer father. Dad would begin the lesson with, Hold your horses. You have to first prepare the soil. So we took a hoe and slowly dug in the earth and began to cultivate. I learned later in my master gardener classes that this cultivating process aerates the soil. It lets the soil breathe because the soil is alive with millions of microscopic life forms that aid in the growing process. Agronomist, professor, and friend Dean Freudenberger once said in class, don't call it dirt, it's soil, because it is full of life, which we all depend on for our sustenance. Back to my childhood garden. I eventually placed my starts in the soil. Then after making rows with stakes and twine for the carrot and radish seeds, I took the tiny seeds and carefully placed them in the ground, covered them, and patted them down with care. Dad would always say a blessing phrase, be fruitful and multiply. It took a few years. But eventually I came to realize that cultivation is more than the fun work of planting seeds. It took even longer for me to realize and learn that cultivation is really a four season process. In the summer, I returned to cultivate by weeding. I hated weeding because it was hot and humid and I wanted to join my friends swimming in the lake. I soon learned another phrase which preceded playtime. When your chores are done, you can play. I almost forgot another delightful cultivating activity, searching for tomato worms. They were big and fat and green, and I confess, kind of fun to squish underfoot and lucrative as I got a nickel a worm for my labors. For most people, a favorite time in the garden and on the farm is certainly fall, as we cultivate by harvesting and enjoying the fruits of our labors. As a child, I didn't always follow the advice, eat your vegetables. But I have to admit that those grown in our garden tasted so much better than those bought in the store. Spring and summer and fall. Oh, I almost forgot winter. Winter work in the cold and snowy Midwest for a boy like myself was minimal. But the berries my mom canned that topped ice cream were sweet indeed. 
Later in life, when I planted and managed an orchard in Washington State with over 13,000 apple and pear trees, winter work was a vital time of cultivation as it was the time to prune and shape the trees so they would support the fruit on sturdy branches. During my teaching career, I have to admit there were days when it felt less like planting seeds and more like pruning with my students. As my skills improved, pruning became almost like sculpting the tree or the person into a beautiful shape, ready to receive the sun's warm rays, ready to be productive and ready to nourish others. Winter cultivation, however, could be long and lonely work, and a reminder that cultivating hope is a four-season enterprise. Years ago, I learned an important lesson about cultivating hope when I was a part of a church delegation to Nicaragua in Central America. We were there to learn about hunger and justice issues in a country mired in poverty, often resulting from its colonial legacy as a banana republic, which benefited a small elite while the masses struggled. We were blessed to have a conversation with Father Ernesto Cardinal, priest, poet, and liberation theologian. He was also the Minister of Culture for Nicaragua. When we asked him how he defined culture, he said, the word culture comes from the farming term to cultivate, which each campesino or peasant has to do to grow food. The first and most important thing I can do as Minister of Culture is to help my people have the resources to cultivate the soil so they can grow food, feed their families, and not be hungry. He went on to say, before we can have high culture like music and the arts, we need to be sure our people have enough to eat. When that happens, Music and art and poetry will spring forth from the ground so all people can flourish and celebrate. I've never forgotten his wisdom about true cultivation, which produces hope. Because it echoes the words of the Palestinian Christian youth leaders mission working with young people to cultivate hope. Jesus certainly understood what cultivating hope was all about, as his life embodied the parable of the sower who went out to sow seeds. Some fell on rocky soil, some among weeds, and others on good soil. Cultivating hope is hard, but very rewarding work. Because we live in a largely urban culture, this wisdom has often been lost to modern society. In a time of climate change, it is even more vital that we understand how caring for the earth is another crucial form of cultivating hope. 
I am encouraged by how many people have taken up gardening in recent years. The food we grow is more nutritious and it tastes so good. As we tend our small pea patches, we come to appreciate the farmers and field workers who helped bring food to our tables. I pray we will begin to learn in our garden classrooms the lessons of cultivating not only plants, but cultivating hopes in the lives of our children, our neighbors, and our world. Let me close with this prayer written by friend Julie Sevig and found in her delightful little book, Peanut Butter and Jelly Prayers. It's called A Prayer in the Springtime. God, our creator, the trees reach to you. The heavens open to your mercy. The flowers sing for joy. You bring life from the soil of this earth. Bless all who plant and work in the fields of every land. Grant them favorable weather, a rich harvest, just wages and fair profits. Help us appreciate and care for your creation that breaks forth with joy and color in these weeks of spring. Thank you for all the lands and people who produce food for our nourishment. May we bear the signs and wonders of new life to this world in the name of Christ. And in all of our labors, may we cultivate hope. Amen. And finally, here are a couple of tips for cultivating hope. Number one, start a small garden and let the process of gardening for all four seasons become your classroom for cultivating hope. Number two, take the lessons learned in your garden and use them to help feed hungry people and care for our precious garden planet. Until next time, I'm Dave Ellingson, and this has been Say What? A Fresh Look at Old Sayings, the podcast which explores the origin, meaning, and value of old sayings, familiar expressions, and adages. Tune in to Say What? on your mobile device, computer, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can also read about these expressions and phrases in my book, Say What? A Fresh Look at Old Sayings, available on Amazon and on my website, dellingson.com. And thanks for listening.